My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get pleasantly surprised creepy. <laughs> Welcome to Hype Episode 17. And in this episode, we are going to dive in. Actually, probably not even scratch the surface on Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Because I don't want to. Re- there is some good stuff in there. We're yeah. like, I didn't read the book and you did. Mm-hmm. And so it was all new to me. Yeah. there. Well, I mean, honestly, there were stuff that was new to me because they didn't go by the book on everything. That's true. Um, we saw this. It gained a one-night limited release on October 30th. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're able to review it and drop it. So it actually comes out in theaters today, yep. November 8th. So I actually highly recommend seeing this. Absolutely. There's some slow spots. So prepare for that. But other than that, overall. Yeah. there. I mean, in the pacing, things that were slow weren't... I mean, for me, I was so wrapped up in the story, maybe because I was still getting to know these characters, whereas you kind of already knew okay, them a little a bit, point. you know, yeah. because they have a lot to introduce. So first of all, if you're a Shining fan or even if you're not, I think you should get this, give this movie a chance because as a sh- fan of The Shining, it's really scary. I think being a fan of any sort of iconic film that is, you know... 30, 40, 50 years, you know, mm-hmm. w- when a sequel takes that long to make, decades right. to make, which The Shining came out in 1980, it's always scary mm-hmm. because, yes, this was based on Dr. Sleep written by Stephen King, but a lot of people loved The Shining without even reading the book and they're so different. Yeah. So it's always scary when a sequel is made on anything that you love, but especially on these older classic movies that are so iconic and so it's like oh what if they Mm -hmm. ruin a character for me because they could have easily screwed up danny or wendy Mm -hmm. or i mean jack's already like an axe murdering dad but you get more context they could have changed his character significantly too and Mm -hmm. it didn't really change much as far as the shining goes except for the fact that you got a little bit more understanding of why the shining happened Mm -hmm. which we did talk a little bit about in our shining episode but you had to explain to me some of the background things in the book that you don't get in the movie of why this is happening right uh there's not as much of that that i saw which was cool. They kind of gave you the stuff you needed to know you knew. Exactly. Which was good. There's some stuff. There's a couple characters that die in the movie that don't in the book. You Reading the book, it's actually not very much of a horror novel. You'd be really surprised. It's very uplifting. Nobody really dies except for one elderly lady who is in her 90s. Like, and that's going to happen. didn't really have a part at all in the movie. Yeah, she had a really big part in the book, but that was, like, the only death. So there's some people that you end up caring about that they die. That does not happen in the book. And then the ending is completely different. And once again, way fucking better than what Stephen King wrote. I was about to say, in true Stephen King fashion. <laughs> way better. Which he actually really, from what I've read and I've, like, seen his tweets and things, he really, really liked Dr. Sleep. Mm-hmm. And as somebody that didn't read the book, I was pretty into it the whole time. Like, I will agree with you on there were some slower-paced mm-hmm. scenes because they're cramming. And it's it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a long yeah. it's a long movie. But they are still trying to cram, you know, a ton of information. But they also have to kind of give you... Well, let's not assume that everyone in this theater has seen The Shining. So what background information do we have to give mm-hmm. them in order to understand this movie? I don't think there are a ton of people that would go into Dr. Sleep not having seen The Shining. 
But what if your significant other really liked The Shining and takes you to see Dr. Sleep? And they have to cater to those audiences, too. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of backstory, but I didn't feel like – it's not like they did a whole recap of The Shining. No, and the bits that they did blew me away with how well they did them. Yeah. They were perfect. It starts – and I'm not going to spoil it completely, but if you want to avoid some of the little spoilers we're going to throw in here and there because we are going to have a discussion about it, you might not want to listen – especially since it is release day. Mm -hmm. But they started off with Wendy and Danny right after Mm -hmm. they leave the Overlook. And they've moved to Florida. And Danny says later that it's because they never wanted to fucking see snow again. And it kind of brings you back into where they are. And so they have another actor or, excuse me, actress portraying Wendy. Yeah. And she does a pretty good job. She does amazing. Like how she talked was the same. Um, it she was yelled amazing. Danny's name, and it was like, I was like, oh, that's a soundbite from The Shining. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. She just did that good of a fucking job. And they so. have an actor that does do come in and do some of the Jack Nicholson work mm-hmm. and Jack Torrance work, which, you know, you would think would be a little off-putting. And I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a little bit jarring, but not in a way that I was, like, upset about it. It was in a way that I'm like, okay, they're doing the best they can because it's not like you can bring Jack Nicholson back and even yeah. age him down. You know? I would rather them do this because they did an amazing job than do shitty CGI, exactly. which I've seen. Actually, I just recently got to see Terminator, the new one also, and that had shit CGI. So if they did that, I'd rather not. Let's just have yeah. somebody who sounds amazing like it and is pretty close. And looks, then they did look yeah. very, very close. They even recreated the scene where... Jack is, you know, the the iconic bathroom scene. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they would just put a clip of The Shining, but they didn't. They had her do it. Yeah, they and did the whole thing. It was great. Yeah, we were talking about how much those actors probably had to just – how many hours did they spend just watching, just watching and observing? watching that scene over and over and over because again. Because they had mm-hmm. to – I mean, and how much pressure that has to be yes. to try to recreate performances by Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson in their most – Mm-hmm. iconic film i know jack nicholson has a lot of iconic films but this one i mean right and you got to recreate scenes that kubrick did yes so like that's a ton of pressure mm-hmm. and i think they lived up to it well i mean we left this theater and we didn't really talk much until we got in the car because it was like two degrees and we were gonna die mm-hmm. but we were both like so i wasn't sure if you were gonna like it or not but then mm-hmm. we were both oh my god i loved it yeah like the only problems I have is the characters that you love that don't die in the book and then you kill them in the movie. And I'm like, that was lame. But that was right. the only problem I had. It does a this lot of great. good character work, too. Like, you really see – I was afraid that Danny was going to be this sad, pathetic alcoholic because you know he's struggling with alcoholism from the trailers and just, like, mm-hmm. the the hype around it. Mm-hmm. And they don't dwell on that You get to see a lot of, in the two and a half hours that you're watching this movie, you get to see a lot of Danny growing as a person and as a character. And even in the movie, they encompass, like, what, eight years? Mm -hmm. So you get to see a lot of that progression. And it really starts talking more about what the shine is Mm -hmm. and all of these different forces. Because like we talked about in The Shining, so this really isn't a spoiler if you've listened to The Shining episode that we did, the hotel is an entity in itself Mm -hmm. that is and obviously you have the ghosts and everything so that's an obvious point in the shining but what's a little nuancy and more in the book like you said those internal dialogues is is how much of an entity the hotel itself truly is mm-hmm. and not just these separate people that have died in it right and we get to go back to the overlook in 
this movie. And again, that can be scary, but as a Shining and a Kubrick fan and just a Stephen King fan, I mean, it was just when they went back, they did a lot of those ode to shots mm-hmm. and the music Which was great. and then he woke up the overlook and you mm-hmm. see the overlook in a completely different light than you see it in the first one and it starts to put a lot of pieces together that you may not have had during the shining mm-hmm. which was really cool to see yeah it was really cool and then i mean it's not really scary but when you get to the ghosts that stuff can be pretty fucking creepy yeah that was pretty good i mean they brought back the old naked woman mm-hmm. and she looked just like mm-hmm. the one from the 1980 films they show her in tons of different bathrooms being creepy and yeah she was mm-hmm. spooky as fuck mm-hmm. and it was really cool dr sleep is because danny works in hospice Mm-hmm. And that's he. He helps them go to sleep to pass. Exactly. Which is awesome. This whole movie is just about death and not to fear it. Right. Because your villain, that's all they do is fear death. They don't ever want to die. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you don't want to be the villain. You want to be these elderly people who Danny's helping pass on. Right. And it was actually, there were a couple scenes that I actually teared up. And it wasn't something where I was crying to where you even like notice but just the theme of death and hospice and people in pain especially seeing someone die from cancer and that treatment it Mm -hmm. hits pretty hard but this movie did a really wonderful job at being sensitive to that Mm -hmm. and for it just to be literally like he's putting them to sleep and that's that and they want to go they're like dr sleep well they're moving on to the next stage is what this is all about yeah is that it doesn't end it keeps going and he's just helping them transfer yeah and there's also a little girl that they bring into this which you see a little bit of her in the trailer she's a fucking badass Mm -hmm. she's a really cool character and the performance and the things that she had to do being like a what 12-year-old actress. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. None, none of the performances in this movie ever made you go, oh my god, this is a movie. If no, that makes sense. These performances were great. Like, it, they were very much in the moment Especially with them. Especially the True Knot, our villains. Mm-hmm. There are two that were freaking amazing. Rosie the Hat, she's the main villain. She was fucking amazing. The creepy bitch you see with her eyes all lit up in the trailers. Yes. Yeah. First of all, she's beautiful but also she did such a good job i Mm -hmm. was hooked in every scene she did and then the her male counterpart was crow daddy and i was really freaking happy because crow daddy is actually like in real life the guy who played him zan mclarnon he was born in denver colorado which is cool because that's close to us right but also he is half irish and half lakota so the fact that we have a native american person that is in such a big budget movie i'm gonna shout that to the rooftops that's amazing right and like you said they both did a great job to the point where you do feel or at least i did and I will say, too, I think a part of the reason we were able to get so entrenched in this movie is because we had the early release crowd that was excited about it. The yes, theater was dead so fucking quiet. silent the whole time, mm-hmm. which I'm super appreciative of. But when they were in these scenes, when our villains are coming to the forefront and you're starting to figure out what they're doing and how scary they are. And when they start to get involved with our protagonists and that whole cat and mouse thing happens, you it really does build a lot of good suspense. There are certain scenes that happen and you're like, you really get emotionally invested, even in things that aren't main characters. If they have to do with our main characters at all, if they're loved ones or friends or family, because you care about the main characters so much, 
you give a shit about Mm -hmm. everything having to do with them. And they just did such a great job, I think, with casting. The director did an incredible job. I Mm -hmm. thought the editing was beautiful. The cinematography. The sound mixing was great. It's not... It's not Kubrick, but God, did they get close. They did a damn good job. You could tell that they really, the fan service to the people that loved The Shining, Mm -hmm. I thought was really good because. And it wasn't overboard. No, it wasn't like a total like. We want you to come because you like The Shining. They weren't patronizing me. exactly, And they also gave me some, like, even just in the trailers, I mean. How many times did I just look at you with like because mm-hmm, of the my, sound, the dun, dun, the the mm-hmm. shining theme? Mm-hmm. When they would do that in the trailer, I'd look at you and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> I'd have chills because mm-hmm. it's just such a heavy, iconic, puts you really in a moment sound. And they did the shining theme on the way back, and they got the same shots that they did of the overlook, but they remixed the song a little bit and the shots were just a little bit different, darker. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in the daytime coming in on the sweeping lake, Mm -hmm. but they still did the sweeping lake. Mm -hmm. It was just in its own right. And so this movie was its own movie and it didn't have to rely on The Shining to be a good movie. Yeah, you are correct. Which is awesome Mm because they could have easily just been like, it's a sequel to The Shining and it'd been a piece of shit that would have made Five hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. easy. You know, there are a couple things I noticed that I wanted to lean over and talk to you about, but I didn't. So one of them, did you notice that her her house number was nineteen eighty? I did. Yes, okay. yes. And then the other one was uh, Danny goes into a room and he's basically not in an interview, but he's talking to a doctor and the doctor's behind the desk, like he would in an interview. Yeah. And it is the same exact room that Jack Nicholson does his interview to. Go to, go the, to the overlook. Same room. And that's same the color. kind of shit that I just live for. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I did notice the 1980 on the. There yeah. were a few things I picked up that I was like, that's intentional. But some of it I was like, I don't know if that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Elm Street is just something we use for everything. But mm-hmm. maybe that was an ode to another 80s horror flick or, right. you know, but I didn't notice the. I know that they set the scene similarly, but I didn't notice like the color mm-hmm. and the same room, intricacies same color there. and all that. The other thing I wanted to bring up was the commercials that they had in the beginning of this movie were just freaking insane. So the first thing we had was the Kellogg's tiger, Tony the Tiger, and he's telling us that they're cutting sports in schools. And it's a huge fucking deal. I'm I'm not saying it's not a huge fucking deal. Kids should have sports. But they've been cutting art programs for how fucking long and now we're going to throw a fit and music about programs. sports? Yeah. Seriously? I mean, I'm from Texas, so they never cut sports, so... I can only attest for that. They always cut the band program, always. which I was in. <laughs> Art and the always choir. gets cut before sports does. Yeah. I'm so sorry that maybe, like, yes, something should happen if schools have to cut all programs, but I'm so fucking sorry sports are getting it for once. Yeah. Fucking A. It's also really annoying that this is just, like, a little complaint about just being in movies. I'm fine with trailers, but the ad reels at the beginning of before the trailers like mm-hmm. when i want to go okay let's say like there was only one showing for this on one night mm-hmm. it was seven o'clock on the 30th well the movie doesn't fucking start till seven thirty, and it's a two and a half hour movie yeah this is a stephen Good king Lord. movie that's not short no yeah it's a whole thing just can we just start the movie at seven please yeah I'll still show up 30 minutes early for the trailers. Exactly. <laughs> but can we get this movie started at 7? Because it was really long. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, looking up at the screen for so long. When we walked out, I was like, oh, my God, my fucking neck hurts mm-hmm. so bad. Worth it, though. Then we had a second commercial, though, mm-hmm. which was even worse. I will – sorry, you've ruined it. I'll never buy a Honda. Ever buy a fucking Honda. 
Oh, yeah. Do you remember? I do, it was, I do. like, insane. So, basically, they're talking about how much they love this guy, and he's a great father, he's a great husband, he's a great best friend, and then all of a sudden, what would I do if he wasn't around? And then you he- see him walking across the street, and there's a car that almost hits him, and then everyone's crying, and they're sad, and I'm like, what the fuck? But then he <laughs> didn't actually die because someone has great brakes on their Honda. I will never buy a Honda now. You just made it a horrible fucking thing. It was a Hyundai. It was a Never Hyundai. Never buy a Hyundai. Okay, yep. Hyundai. That's how I remember. Ever. It's about the, remember like when we did the ethos and the pathos in uh, English mm-hmm. class? Exactly. Yeah, they they really pulled on one of they those. They went too fucking far on Poland, though. Don't put it in front of a two and a half hour movie that's already going to be emotional. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're already starting this off great. I'm sad that kids don't have sports and you're going to die in a car crash, so that's cool. This is like a side rant, but I was already having a real bad day before we got to the movie theater. And I told her, I was like, if there's anything sad in this, I'm gonna cry. So, like, our first commercial. And, like, <laughs> the fucking commercial. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but then I was actually pleasantly surprised by the movie, and I went home very uplifted. Because even though it's a lot about death, they, like you said, they don't make death the scary thing. In a lot no. of horror movies, death is the scary thing. No, no. In this one, I mean... <sighs> death is where we're all going. Death is the only only our bad guys are afraid of it mm-hmm. everyone else is like okay we're gonna die right cool whatever like and they move on like they're supposed to yeah it's a very natural thing you're not supposed to avoid it like them right so i really enjoyed this movie and like i said didn't want to do a full walkthrough because this is release day and like mm-hmm. you just just go see it like it like i said Two and a half hour movie. So you're going to invest a lot of time Mm -hmm. into this movie. I would go like early on a Sunday Mm -hmm. like we do. That's usually when we go because you have the rest of your day at least. and You don't feel like you were just in a theater all night. Like, you know, it was a late night. But if you can handle that. But I will definitely. It's funny because we saw it on the 30th and it didn't drop until today. So there were there was significant time between. And I kept wanting to go. To my friends that hadn't seen it, I'll go sleep, see Dr. Sleep with you, let's go. And I'm like, oh, I kept thinking that too. It's not out yet. <laughs> exactly. Or I'd try to pull up pictures on my phone to show people scenes, and I'm like, oh, wait, that, that's it's not there not yet. not out yet. <laughs> so now that it's out, I'm excited because I'll get to, I want Brad to see it. Like, I didn't, I wasn't sure if he would like it, but now that I've seen it, I'm like excited and I've got some friends. I'm like, I may see this movie like three or four times <laughs> before it's out of theaters mm-hmm. because I just really enjoyed it that much. And I think that it will have stuff to offer even after seeing it several times Mm -hmm. so i was really impressed this is one of my favorite movies we've seen this year really yeah yeah i mean it was up there for me better than it part two it's way better than (laughs) it part two which is so good because you had a sequel coming out for a movie that i really really loved and then you had a sequel coming out for another movie i really really loved and i got 50 percent. i mean honestly if i had to pick if whether it chapter two was good or this was good i probably still would have gone with dr sleep Mm-hmm. Because you're going to insult something from the 1980s that everyone loves and cherishes or a movie from 2017 that was already mm-hmm. a remake. So, or I guess the TV one, but you know what I mean. So, no, I'm super happy with this. It gets a five out of five for me. Yeah, I'm not quite as happy as that. Yeah. I saved my fives for other ones that I was just walking out smiling ear to ear. But this one was great. Four out of five. Yeah. Solid movie. Yeah. Good job. You should go see it. Let us know what you think. If there was anything you didn't like about it that pertained to The Shining, or if you're not really a Shining fan, you liked it or didn't like it, just let us know what you think. You can hang out with us on all of our socials at The Extra Sisters Podcast. On Twitter, we are at The Extra Sisters. And again, you can always email us at The Extra Sisters at gmail.com. Until next time, stay creepy.